Greetings, friends. Kelly Walton here, picking up where we left off. Boy, did I get a lot of comments from my last podcast, number one, about pasta. What's wrong with pasta? Everybody said, we love pasta. It's good for you. It's benign. It's okay on your system. Lots of people eat pasta all around the world. Yes, they do. And just for the record, pasta is probably one of my absolute favorite foods, but I had to let it go for a variety of reasons, one of them being the Hashimoto's diagnosis, and I had to let gluten go. So there went pasta, there went pizza, there went mm, probably 60% of my diet, actually, bread. I'm the kind of person that when everybody else was ordering dessert, when we'd go out for dinner, I was hugging the bread and butter basket and swatting the waiter's hands off of it because I just preferred bread and butter for dessert over sugar, but I had to let all of that wheat go. And we'll get into that right now. But I just wanted to say for the record, after the outrage from my previous podcast, uh, I have nothing personal against pasta. I love it, but I've had to go for the gluten-free. So the reason why is not just for the gluten, but a lot of the conventional pasta that you see out there is GMO. And just to clarify about what exactly is GMO, what does that mean? Um, GMO foods cannot be organic, okay? And organic foods cannot be GMO. And we have a third category of conventional. So conventional, conventionally grown produce and conventionally grown food can't be organic. So regular food, conventional, in other words, <clears throat> can be sprayed with pesticides and herbicides. So that renders them not organic. But just because they're conventional doesn't mean that they're GMO. And for a current list of what is GMO food, I'll get into that in a minute. But you can always go online and just Google it and say, what foods are GMO? And you'd really be surprised. They don't advertise it. They don't put a bright orange little sticker on there saying, I'm GMO, because they know nobody would actually buy it. But if they don't tell us and we don't figure it out, then our bad, because we need to figure out what GMO is. So again, organic is non-GMO and there's no pesticides. What happens with GMO food is it's got uh, it's bred for something called BT, so it's got BT breeding and it's bred to be pesticide resistant. So what that means is you can spray all the pesticides you want on it and all the herbicides that you want on it. And it, it doesn't kill the food that you're growing. I like to use corn as an example. Okay, so <clears throat> anybody who lives in the Midwest, you know that there's lots of flying insects that love corn. So that's why we have so much GMO corn is because it's been bred to be resistant from pesticide. They can spray the daylights out of it. And any bugs that come and try to chew on some corn quickly in, ingest all the pesticide and the Roundup. And what happens, I hope you're sitting down for this, but what happens to these bugs when they ingest this is their intestines basically explode. And so I just want to say that again, when the bugs eat the GMO that's been sprayed with Roundup and pesticides, their intestines explode. So could it be, because I'm looking around at everybody and we've got leaky gut syndrome, can we make the connection? Our guts are exploding slowly but surely and we're we're bigger than bugs so we can adjust a lot more 
but we're having these strange problems again that our grandparents didn't have. And I want to touch on that a little bit and run down that list. So rest, restless leg syndrome, I don't know, my grandparents didn't have it, my parents didn't have it. Metabolic syndrome, I had never heard of that until about 20 years ago. Alzheimer's and dementia, rates of Alzheimer's and dementia are climbing at an alarming rate. Obesity rates are up, diabetes in children. Diabetes used to be an adult disease. And now we have children that are having adult diseases. We have suicidal children. We never had suicidal children when I was growing up. Fibromyalgia, that's another new one. Um, my parents, my grandparents never had fibromyalgia. Irritable bowel syndrome. And uh, is it just me or every time you turn on the TV, which for me it's not often, but is there another ad for psoriasis and eczema? So I'm a firm believer what you put in got to come out one way or another. And a lot of what we're putting in is coming out in the form of skin diseases, psoriasis and eczema. And of course, if you ask the medical community, remember, I'm part of that. But if you ask the medical community, their fix is another drug that's blocking something that is um, producing the visible inflammation, if you will. So rather than change our diets and let's just not eat stuff that's so inflammatory, let's eat all the inflammatory stuff we want and then we'll take something that's gonna block that reaction from showing up, right? If you don't see it, it's not there, right? We're blind to it. So that's not really a good idea. So back to uh, the real food kind of a thing and back to the pasta episode. So. Again, pasta, most of it, the wheat is GMO. So it's been sprayed and then it's been processed into the various forms of pasta that we all eat. And that also includes boxed dinners. Um, it probably includes your local restaurant. Now, I was at some store, I can't remember, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, one of those kinds of uh, not off-label, I don't know what you call them, discount stores where they have food. And I happened to find some imported pasta. And I thought, I just wonder. I did a little bit of research and imported pasta probably does not have any pesticides on it. It may, it may, you have to read it. But imported foods, uh, most of the foods from Europe don't distinguish because many GMO foods are banned in Europe, so they don't even have the issue with it. The question is, is it organic or is it conventional, which they may use a European form of a pesticide. But as a side note to that, I had a friend who went to her doctor. She was also diagnosed with Hashimoto's and was told to stay off of gluten. And prior to being diagnosed, she had had a trip to Italy planned. And she told the doctor, you know what, when I'm there, I'm gonna eat pasta and pizza, I just am. And the doctor said, oh, you're going to Italy? No problem, eat all the pasta and pizza you want. If you have a reaction, just slow it down, but you should be fine over there because they don't have GMO and they don't spray the tar out of all their food over there and you're probably getting a good organic, uh, if you're going to some small villages, um, a good organic handmade, homemade pasta. So I thought, all right, so you can find these organic imported pastas in kind of some funny places. I think I found some in Big Lots one day. You just have to look. But again, per my last episode, I just was kind of alarmed when I went to the grocery store that day and all the pasta shelf was empty. And I thought, oh my goodness. And then what are they putting on it? The uh, tomato sauce aisle was empty as well. 
So we've got some things back, but just be careful. There is gluten-free pasta. There is organic pasta. All that should work for you just fine. So I just want to throw in a couple of other things on this episode about GMO. So again, they don't advertise that things are GMO. You have to know the list of things that are GMO. Another popular one, uh, again, at the grocery store, 4th of July. On 4th of July weekend, what aisle of the grocery store is always cleaned out, empty? That would be the chips aisle. And the chips aisle was empty. And so again, GMO corn, all those corn chips are probably GMO. Unless you buy organic corn chips, you're eating GMO corn chips. And potatoes, potatoes are mostly GMO. And again, they're not going to tell you on the label, they are or they aren't, but I just assume that potatoes in potato chips and other potato products and, and plain potatoes in the produce section are GMO. So unless it says organic, because if it says organic, it hasn't been sprayed. And um, it probably is not, they wouldn't bother with uh, GMO seeds for potatoes if they couldn't spray it to death with all that other stuff. So, so lastly, I just want to end this episode with real food versus plastic food. There's a lot of plastic food out there. I hate to say it. There was um, uh, imported Chinese rice that it turned out after some testing wasn't rice at all. It was plastic. It looked like rice. It cooked up like rice. It tasted like rice. But a lot of people were getting really sick from it. And it indeed was plastic. So beware of imported Chinese rice. Um, just make sure you're getting an organically grown rice. And another product, PGPR is in chocolate. And PGPR is essentially a filler because cocoa butter apparently got very expensive uh, for a variety of reasons. And so a lot of chocolate companies are putting in this PGPR, which is essentially also a plastic, into chocolate. So if you ever read your ingredients, on your chocolate, if it says PGPR, put it back. If it says TBHQ, put it back. TBHQ is a plasticizer uh, and they use it as a preservative, but it's actually something that turns things into plastic so that they won't degrade on the shelf. So PGPR and TBHQ in your chocolate, no thanks. Put it back, gotta find a real deal. Um, something happened to the cocoa crop last year or year before. So some of those things are still out. Other things to, to think about, last thing, labeling practices. Okay, the U.S. has some strange labeling practices. If it contains PGPR or TBHQ, it has to say so. But they give funny little names to these things, um, numbers uh, that start with E. So if you see an ingredient that says E321 or E254, that's probably something bad and you want to put that back on the shelf. After you get done listening to my podcast, you're probably going to find out that the first time you go to the grocery store, it's going to take you about an hour because you're going to read every label and put it back and try to find something else and read that label and put it back and try to find something else and read that label and put it back because until you find actual real food that's got some nutritional value, it's not full of plastic and it's not full of chemicals, right? You got to keep looking for it. Once you find it, grab it and make that a habit to eat that. Some other labeling practices, uh, South America labeling practices. South America is highly unregulated. So things that are imported from South America, they still go through 
an FDA inspection, I would just be very careful of things that come from South America. I've had a lot of products come through um, from South America that say they, they are organic. And when I've had um, people in the industry go and visit the farms, they're putting something on the crops. And when asked about it, the workers just kind of shrug their shoulders and say, I don't know, they just tell us to spray this on the crops so that we do. And nobody really knows what it is. So I like to know what I'm eating. I'm sure you do too. Uh, some other labeling practices, Australia, they're pretty consistently clear about their labeling. We have a lot of imported Australian foods now, but they do use PGPR. And then European labeling, again, most things from Europe, they're not too contaminated because they ban a lot of things in Europe that aren't allowed here. So if it's imported from Europe and it hasn't been doctored up here in the US, you're probably okay. So thank you for joining on this episode. I think on our next episode, depending on the kind of mail that we get, um, we'll probably talk a little bit more about GMO and upcoming GMO foods. And then we'll probably get into some dairy products and talk a little bit about what's going on with the dairy industry. All right, we will see you next time. Thanks for joining.